Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, people. Thank you for joining us on another podcast. Another episode. The podcast is the same, it's just another episode. Wow. Yeah, do you know what? Because you said it, I can't remember when you said it before, and I thought, mm, okay, I'm not going to say anything. But you could have said it when we weren't recording. I know, but then I forgot about it. So it's another episode, it's the same podcast. I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, so do you want to introduce? Nah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter what time of day you are listening to us, you are tuned in and we are happy to have you. Welcome to another episode. Thank you. You're with us, mum in training. Well, you don't even know no, what we're called. don't even know what we're called. Adopted mums. Adoptive. That's what I said. I thought you said adopted. No, adoptive mums in training you're with maria and the wife and we're gonna get into it so today mm-hmm. i thought that we talk about um adoption and the circles okay that the adoption has or this one of the circles that we have okay but before we start that mm-hmm. can we just I read an article today. Again. You and your articles. I'm sorry. Stop reading. I like to read. (laughs) But this one was really quite sad. I feel like all of the articles you read are quite sad. I mean, you haven't come and been like, oh my gosh, there was this really happy story that I read about. No, that's true. Yeah, they've all been sad. Yeah, but you generally only hear about the bad stuff, isn't it? Fair point. Um, But essentially, there was... There's a couple. He only came in, into the news yesterday, today. Um, there are a couple who were matched with a child. Oh, okay. So, so this is an adoption, adoption story. story. Yeah. Okay. They were matched with a child. The child, and they were approved. You know, it goes through the independent panel, blah, blah, blah. It was all approved. Not blah, blah, blah. Some people listening don't know what adoption I'm sorry. is. So they were matched with a child and they successfully went through the approval stage. And the child was then matched with, okay, uh, came to live with them. Oh, okay. They were, they had him for, I want to say eight months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight months. And then the boy, the little boy was removed from them. Right. And the council, the local authority mm-hmm. said that, the so basically the social workers doubted or had doubts that the placement was going to work because of because the the couple uh. suffered from low moods which with all due respect okay, like depression everyone kind of has a low mood sometimes right 100% but yeah um and that they hadn't taken on some advice about feeding i don't really know feeding the child yeah okay um but GPs and what's the other? The GP and the health visitor mm-hmm. has said they that the little boy was thriving and was oh cool fine. He was eating well. His weight was good, yeah. He was kind of he stuff. was yeah. fine. Um, but for whatever reason, the social worker said no. So this couple was given twelve hours notice <gasps> after the boy had been living with them for eight months. 
they'd been given 12 hours notice. And the child was removed? Removed from them. Oh, um, that is super sad. It's awful. But then it goes on because they challenged it. And then after a year, this is, I think this whole thing spans over like three years or so. Oh my goodness. Yeah. After a year, they had a formal meeting with the council. Um, a year? Yeah. Why did it take so long? I know. So then the local authority apologised and said if the, if, the, if the couple still want to adopt him, they would need to go through another like, review, right? And have an independent social worker assess them to make sure that it's in his best interest. Oh my God, that's in, crazy. It's terrible, isn't it? In the meantime, they were like sent photos and videos and stuff of the boy. Um, so then they were assessed and approved again by a second panel. Right, and the independent social worker. Yeah, it's all that everyone's happy. Yeah. Then... A couple of weeks later, they were told, oh, actually, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. So you've had two matching panels, two sets, you know, of going through that process. And both times they've been approved. And then the local authority have said, no. But the whole whole point in the matching panel is that the social workers have already said this would be a good match. Mm-hmm. That's it. Some, it's like so why even let it get to that stage yeah. where you're now going into a matching panel meeting? I know. If you know that you don't want this to go ahead. Mm-hmm. What is that all about? I know. So, and then there was something about essentially... They did another assessment. I can't remember what the assessment was. Oh, a therapeutic, that's it. Okay. So the local authority commissioned a new therapeutic assessment. Right. And, and I'm reading it off the site. It says, off the new site, it says, the boy wasn't suitable for adoption and should stay in long-term foster care for the rest of his childhood. Why was he not... Su- but- what? So you'd be happy for him to move from pillar to post because, as we know, fostering doesn't always not, yeah. happen in one household, mm-hmm. but you do not want him to be adopted. He's not suitable for adoption. I don't even know what, what that, can that means. even means. Exactly. And I know that there has been talk in, in the adoption circles about not all children... Like, the happy ending doesn't always have to be adoption. Mm. I get that. But surely the happy ending is long-term fostering in one place. So if they felt like they didn't... The boy wasn't right for adoption, whatever that means, because he's too young to say he doesn't want to be adopted. Um, But then surely put him in long-term fostering with this couple. Well, yeah. It doesn't make sense. I feel... when you read it, it's like they've missed something. Do you know what I mean? It's like... There's a chunk missing. Something's like, something's happened. Something's not said. And they've just made something up. Yeah. That sounds like a... Do you know what I mean? Like, Do you know what, though? Although it sounds like something's missing or someone's made something up yeah. or something's not been added, it also, it also feels very social services. It feels... Ve- because from... 
our workings, I was going to say, dealings, experience, experience yeah. with social services, it can be very hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Some some conversations don't happen with all parties yeah. until it comes to like crunch time. And by the time it's got to crunch time, mm. there's too much information for everybody to take in. So like, damn, I feel, feel it for these two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that they're okay in like away from this story because if they do have emotional but the this this poor little boy yeah he has just been caught up you know he went to a a family and he you know was thriving as far as we've read yeah was in you know happy and thriving and now he's been taken away from what we can only assume was a stable place. Yeah. And then put into a foster placement with no real... For no, for no real reason. Yeah. Mm. As like the, the system that was, you know, meant to, is meant to protect him has just completely... Done him over. Completely. It's just, that is, it's terrible. And, I think the local authority had the cheek to say something like, you know, the um, the couple had received a significant payout or something like that. And you've been relaxed. It's a toss about a payout. Yeah. It's a child. Exactly. Well, no, no amount of money can replace a child. Yeah. It'd be different if they'd said, you know, the little boy has gone back to his birth parents. Yeah. Right? That would be very that would, different. It would still be sad, but it'd be a very different outcome. It'd be sad for the couple, yes. but amazing for the boy. As long as it was the right thing for him, yeah. Yeah. 100%. But, yeah, just, yeah I don't know. I th- oh, yeah. Don't ever get me wrong when I say bad things about social services. Because I think that the job that they do is extremely hard. It's extremely taxing and emotional for those people that let their emotions still uh, be alive in their jobs. But sometimes they really get it wrong. The thing because is... Because it doesn't seem like this was a necessity... Like, this didn't need to go wrong. Yeah. As a social worker, in the beginning, you never thought that this was right. So, therefore, you should not have put them to the panel. Yeah. There, it should have stopped eight eight months. He's been removed. That's it. There's cool. They're gonna. Of course, they are. They are his parents now. They feel like they are mum and dad to this little boy. Of course, they're going to push and try to get him back home. Yeah. yeah. But if you, as the social worker, still believe that they are the wrong match, then you should never have put them forward again. It's just interesting, isn't it? That. You know, they went to panel, it was all agreed. Then they went to another independent panel. Yeah, independent social. And that was yeah, that was approved. <sighs> and then a couple of weeks later, it was like, oh, actually, no. It's crazy the amount of ups and downs that um, adoption brings. Mm. And it always, not always, I suppose, but on the face of it, if you don't dig deep enough, 
it seems it can look very straightforward. Yeah. And I think that that's because from what we've seen and read and understood, 60% are like that. 60% are quite straightforward. But 40% is still a very freaking high figure. I just think the way it's explained, uh, you know, I think the, the, the training mm-hmm. that, that you're given as potential prospective yeah. adopters is it's all it's very much focused on a a straightforward case you know yes yes go from x you know you go from a to b to c to d and then you end up at z and yeah that's yeah, yeah. it you know yeah whereas and they they do kind of say you know there'll be there may be ups yeah down, there may be to hard turns in the road but but they never explain what that could look like yeah yeah and it's like even for us like at no point during our training did they say oh you know you may want to get legal advice you you may need to have legal representation or anything like that you know even if it's just something that you think about and just have in your back pocket yeah. you know they've never that's that was never even mentioned not even mentioned so no. then when it does come up it's such a shock and and it's a flurry as well yeah it doesn't come up um gradually yeah it's it's instantaneous yeah, so it's like yeah. you need it now yeah and they almost forget that you're human mm. um and it goes into very much uh don't know how to I don't know what word to use but yeah they, it, it it becomes dehumanized and the fact that you've got a child and jobs and a home <laughs> is almost forgotten it's like well this is what you need to do now so do it yeah which which can be quite tough and none of that is explained at the beginning yeah. in training yeah maybe that would put people off maybe maybe it would put people off but the right people would stay, right? Yeah. And that's the point. The point is to have the right people yeah, to yeah. look after these children. And and also, I think, for things like lawyers and needing lawyers, the social have to be more helpful. They should have a, they should have a, a list of people that you could go to. You have to still go and do the legwork because it's still for you and, and the child that you want to adopt. But here's a list of people that you can go and call. But that's it. They, they, they say that they can't be seen to be influencing. But it's not influencing. To have a team, to have a list of family lawyers is not influencing. They've never used them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just helpful. Because, yeah. 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 It's just, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be said about adoption mm-hmm. and and the process for all parties um, and I think this this case again just highlights it's that, not straightforward no not even that that it highlights that there is a problem and within adoption yeah mm-hmm. and you know I don't like a serious review needs to but who does that? And a serious review needs to take place because it's it's not it's not right. But yeah, I just wanted to. I I read that today and I um, yeah I thought it was a 
a, an interesting but very sad. Yeah. Sad story for. I think you're right for everyone. That in the way in the in when you said a review needs to take place. Again, following on from what you said, who does it? It's the case you need to get... And who pays for it? You, you need to get more people who have experience of being adopted or being a part of that system, not necessarily adopters. Any of the triangle. But adoptees. Yeah. Or children that have been in foster placements, or you know, yeah, that are now adults, yeah. Because I think all of them. I think the adoptees, the adopters, and the birth parents. I don't think I think there's enough adopters. If I'm honest, do you think there's enough adopters speaking about yeah. their experience? Because really, can, but they just speak about it. Are they? At, are they do? Is there anything being acted on it? But really, it doesn't matter. Because it, the focus is... The adoptee. Yeah. So it doesn't... Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what... What, what the... Not it doesn't matter, but... The There's focus, enough voices there. Yeah, yeah. The focus is the adoptee. And so if the focus is the adoptee, then we should be listening to them. Yeah. Do you know what? You're so right. And way too often, they say that the focus is the adoptee and it way too often and more stories than I've read and like you said you always hear the the bad right you don't mm. really hear the good most of the stories that I've read um the adoptee is not being looked after when the whole point in the social services and the courts is to look after the child feels like the child is almost I don't know removed somehow too far removed yeah, from what's going it's, on. it's very much just a process. Yeah. And you, it feels sometimes it feels like you could put any adoptee in mm-hmm. and the process would be the same. Yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. actually each each adoptee, each case is is unique and Extremely it should so. be treated as such. But it's not. It's here's the process. Follow it. <laughs> adoptee dropped in. Crack on. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a few terms that were spoken about in the article that uh, the, the wife was reading about that we were talking about. And I think it's always a good idea to touch upon groups of people within adoption or at, within children's lives that maybe not everybody knows about. So we're going through the adoption process. So we've kind of come to learn about them so we speak about them almost without any second thought but we know and understand that there may be people that haven't heard about these um certain professions or professionals that are in your child's lives um or in our child's life so yeah well there's a there's a few there was a independent social worker or guardian yeah yeah um there's the matching panel, so what that is, what that means, and then health visitor. So I'm going to start with health visitor, and a health visitor is not just for an adopted child. That's for all children get a health visitor. Um, 
I think they just might seem a little bit more prominent in an adopted child's life. Um, I don't know why. Maybe ours has just been a little bit more prominent in in our child's life. I'm just thinking back to when my sisters had their children. I don't remember them talking about a health visitor as much. Uh, but yeah, so the health visitor is there to for you to to guide you really. I remember when the prince had little spots all over his body. Um, I called the health visitor and I was like, he's got spots all over his body. She done a video call with me and she's like, they seem fine. They're, they're there to help the parents navigate through having this new child, which which is really difficult um, in the way of any little thing is a problem. He had a cough that sounded hoarse. We were like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with him? So things like that, the health visitor can help with. But also they have, um, we had, I think, monthly meetings for the first three months. And they lasted about an hour and she'd look at him, talk about his development, what he should be doing next, things that he could eat, um, foods that we could give him, but also just like how we are as well. So as much as the health visitor is there to help the parents to be okay um, with the child, they're also there to, to mentally help you as well. Um, I don't think it's all of their jobs, but ours was really good. Shout out to Claire. She was brilliant um, at helping us through and giving advice as well on what to do. They're also the person, well, she has been our person. He is um, two now, so he gets two-year-old funding. So she, when we weren't sure where to go for that, because I thought that a letter would come to the house, um, we went to, to her and we said, like, what happens with the two-year-old funding? And she instantly sent us a link um, and a phone number, and we were able to sort it out. So she's your kind of go-to person for all things childcare related, which is uh, not childcare, child centre related, which is really brilliant. I think um, that's a, actually a good point, the two-year-old funding, because I don't know if you've mentioned it before. No. But um, we've looked after children, they get the two-year-old funding, isn't it? So it's yeah. 15 hours free childcare which I think in all other cases it, that starts at three, three. years old mm -hmm. I think so yeah that's a really massive help yeah massive massive help with like childcare costs and stuff Maria said you need to access it yeah you need you need to be proactive and mm -hmm. go out and <clears throat> request the um, letters and mm -hmm. codes and stuff, but it, it was quite straightforward actually, wasn't it? Because then oh, we just so straightforward. We just had to send a a letter, isn't it, mm -hmm. from the social worker, which just confirmed that he was a looked after child. And then in I mean, within a week, right, we got the. It was a letter the, from them, yeah, with a code. But it was from our local, yes, isn't it? Our local council. And also with the fifteen hours, you can't you can't start using it until the term after they've turned two. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's just another thing to bear in mind. Yeah, don't think you're going to save money straight away. It yeah. doesn't happen like that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, sorry, that was me done with the health visitor. They're amazing. Tap into them, um, and they and they will only be around as much as you want them to be around. They're not gonna 
chase you for for anything but also that you you don't need to chase them you can just say i want to have a call with you can we set up a time they're usually more than happy to do that the only reason that they'll contact you is because um children they have updates so he's got who have he had a two-year-old update and then he'll have a three-year-old update where he has to have more injections and things like that but other than that they won't um reach out to you so yeah I'll talk about the matching panel. All right. Um, so, yeah, as you heard in, in that story that we spoke about, this couple was sent to a matching panel. So when a child is matched, or when a, when a prospective adopter is matched with a child, there's like a bunch of paperwork and stuff that has to be completed, and basically you're putting a report together not you it's generally your social worker it's putting a report together which you do have to have input in yeah they're putting a report together to high uh, to show your suitability mm-hmm. to show why you and this and this child or children are a good match and th- this report gets sent to a panel of experts and it'll, the experts will be a range of different people so you might have a couple of um adopters you might have a couple of adoptees you'll have a chair you may have a couple of social workers or ex-social workers people in education yeah teachers yeah yeah just you know people who have experience and they will read the report and they will essentially decide it's what i can't remember how many people were on ours 10 people yeah it's between what eight and twelve, I think, mm-hmm. on a panel, um, and they will, yeah, read the report and they will each kind of decide, you know, if if they agree mm-hmm. that it's a suitable match or not. And if they don't agree, um, that doesn't necessarily mean it it's 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 over. It just mean there could be something that you you need to work on. So I know. A, a couple of people who they were initially told it wasn't you know the right time and they had to go away and get more childcare experience and then when they went back to the matching panel they were they were given a yes so yeah, essentially each each person on this panel will decide whether mm-hmm. whether you're good a good match or not and then they will give their reasons as to why they they agree or not yeah, we were quite lucky because we got to hear their reasons because mm. we were it was all done over Zoom or whatever. I think everyone, I think you do. I think everyone gets to go to panel, uh, matching panel, because they have to tell you, isn't it? I don't think so. I think you go to the initial one where they read through, where they've read through everything, and then they ask you questions. But then they come back. Remember, we had to go back. Yeah, so they have a discussion yeah. amongst themselves. And then do you remember, each one of them said, yeah, I agree. Because of X, And y, this Z. is why. But I don't think, if it if we didn't have Zoom, I don't think we had to be in that. Yeah, because we, we would have gone to the wherever the place would have been. Where they came in after the after. They would have kicked us out the room. They would have had the discussion. And then we would have gone back in for them to tell for them to tell us their decision. Okay. Yeah, and then once it's 
so once they you know decided it then gets sent off to the regional group for them to yeah it's one person isn't it oh okay yeah the regional envisionator a, i think a, yeah or adoption person yeah yeah <laughs> the professional term there um <laughs> who will then review yeah and what they've said yeah and formally mm-hmm. sign sign it off yeah. and then that's when you can start once that's been fully approved that's when you can start looking at pl- um placement mm-hmm. yeah which is why when the wife was reading out the article it was such a shock to, to mm. you I'm sure when you were reading it but to me from hearing it that they'd gone through the matching panel mm. because the matching panel is not it's not just a yes or no you have to go in there you have to give your feedback yeah um they've read through this whole file it's not one person saying yes or no it's a group of people yeah you're making a, a decision yeah you have a health professional making a decision on this case yeah and then after those people have said yes we all agree that this is going to be a good thing for this child and for these adults it then goes to another person which what was the word how what did you call them your really you professional know, word yeah i can't remember but like, regional <laughs> that really adoptive be- person yeah that's it the regional adoptive person it then goes to another person outside of these 10 people or eight people to say yes so it's it's a it's almost a three-step process before you get a yes, and then the child is still removed after this. That's well, why it was such a, you know, that's why we. I thought it's a really good idea to speak about what matching panel is, mm. because it could seem like you go in, there's one person. Do you know what I mean? Like it could seem like a test. It isn't at all. It's really in-depth conversation. We actually had to write pages of why we thought that we would be a good match mm. for the prince what we did that would mirror what he does what we could do for him as adoptive parents how we think he would fit in with the family with our family as well there was a lot of work that we had to do in order to get to matching panel then there's a lot of work that they have to do it, it was like a hundred pages of reading for each of these people it's a it's a long old process. It's not it's interesting taken lightly. Because you know they've got a therapeutic assessment mm. in this case. And, but you have a you have a meeting or you should have a meeting before you even get to matching panel with with a doctor where they go through, you know, the child's history. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they will explain what potential you know medical Elements. medical um issues could come up or whatever so yeah you kind of think at that point but it sounds like the therapeutic was for them because of their highs and lows rather than for the child no, i think it was for the child you know oh it, it sounded like it was for them when no, you they, mentioned it they said i'm sure it says that yeah it says the local authority had commissioned a new therapeutic assessment. So the couple had discovered that the local authority had commissioned a new therapeutic assessment. 
Because there's a lot of um, therapeutic... Uh, what's the word? Thera- therapeutic the therapies? No, I don't think that's the right word. Oh. But, you know, that's... They talk about therapeutic parenting, etc., etc., etc. yes. Um, Guidelines. So... Okay, I think because you didn't read out the bit where it said the parents yeah. um, found out, yeah. it sounded like it was for the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... Um, that's tough, man. And because even if... Even if the therapeutic, the therapeutic assessment was on the parents, that still wouldn't... That still wouldn't make sense as to why now they're now saying the child needs to be in long-term foster. Fostering. Yeah, in a foster, long-term foster placement. No, it doesn't. I mean... Every story, there's three versions. And in this story, there's the prospective adoptive parents, there's the social or the council, and then there's the truth. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it just, we've only got one side. Well, no, we've got, we have, we've got two sides. But the social said what they said. I'm, I'm going to be honest, if you're getting a, what's been described as a significant payout, <laughs> yeah, you know that something something really wrong. got effed up. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's Isn't true because it? ain't no money in that area. Yeah. So if you're getting a payout, they messed up big time. So, but you know, like you said, there's so many stages that you get to before matching panels. Yeah, it, it never, ever, ever, ever needed to come to this. No, ever, ever. No, there's twice. No, yeah, exactly. There's just no reasoning or behind it. It just doesn't make sense. Mm. And it's just shit. That would be a great place to finish. However, I did say that there are three things that we're going to talk about. So we're going to move on to what an independent social worker or guardian is. I feel like you're going to explain this better than me. I mean, I feel like it's in the title. Yeah. It's an independent social worker. So it's All right. just... <laughs> freaking laugh at me. It's so rude. No, I'm not. But <laughs> I'm just laughing at the fact that I just repeated what it was. <laughs> you see, like, <laughs> when your parents... got hand motions as well. You see when your parents was like, oh, she's on me. I know my mum. Oh, do you remember X? And I go, no. Uh, and then she'll just say it again, but just ever so slightly different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's still a no. Do you remember and Sandra? Then, yeah. Nah. But Sandra! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they start saying it louder. Like, yeah, that's yeah. going to make a difference. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I still don't remember her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not adding like, Sandra, you know, Kelly's mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's what I thought when I said an independent social. And it's true, you've done it exactly <laughs> yeah. like a parent would do. You parenting out here. <laughs> so essentially, it'll be a social worker who has you know, a lot of experience, mm-hmm. probably maybe like in, in like a consultancy role, not, not, not working for a local authority or anything, just, just independent, right? Yeah. Who's called upon in certain cases. Um, maybe if, you know, a certain local authority may have a high workload or something, or if there's, yeah, you know, a, a, a tricky case or something, then an independent social worker will come in and they essentially 
their role is to have the child's best interests in that's what they are there for Mm -hmm. to just look at what's best for the child yeah yeah so again going back to this case full circle yeah if an independent social worker as well has said yes this is the right thing for the child then you kind of think well how 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 are you now yeah questioning what's the point yeah i think you start questioning um the point in the individual people's responses yeah or responsibilities sorry because if it's your responsibility to be independent and look at this independently from everything else and then you're being told actually it's being overturned well then why did you bring me in yeah it that's it just means it not means but it just suggests that something they got something horribly wrong mm-hmm. or or something was missing or you know yeah yeah which again it's just shit adoption can be really shitty well it is it is <laughs> yeah You're right, you're right, you're right. Yes, there can be the beautiful outcome of a family coming together, but actually, in between all of that, or at the forefront of all of that, a child has lost contact, potentially, with their birth family. So, yeah, in that sense, it is shit. Yeah, It's a really shit experience. From the very beginning, it's shit. We're saying it's the centre of this, yeah. You know, a family, for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. whether you agree with the reasons or not, or what, you know, parents are doing, a family has been broken up. And that is shit. Mm -hmm. And so, adoption. Although has a great, has its great points, Mm. we should not forget that it's, um, it's not always the best time for everybody involved. The shish, yeah. It's not a, uh, it's not like a fairy tale. Ooh. Yeah. Because there's... Which a lot of people love to fairy tale yeah. it. And I think that we have to be as real as possible. Sorry, I keep cutting you. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, because somewhere in between, you know, all of it, there's going to be a hurt person and, you know, a hurt child or maybe not you know when they're young but as they grow up or yeah I think adoption brings all sorts of emotions out but one of the emotions is happiness yeah for sure as much as I definitely don't want us to forget that though that this could be a really rough time for a great many people it's also a really beautiful time for a great many people as well yeah just want more people to think about adoption, really, yeah. as a route of having a family and, and being there to help guide a young person's life. Because really, all parents, whether they're adoptive parents or guardians or um, birth parents, we're there to guide a child through life, you know? And I think that's the positivity of, of being an adult in a, in, a ch- in a young person's life, in a mm. child's life. 
But that is all we have time for today. I yeah. really enjoyed that. Thank you for bringing that um, I know, it does, topic but it does feel like it was like a bit of a sad... But it is a sad situation, yeah. isn't it? But, and, and, yeah, it's... We can't always be happy clappy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's adoption, and like you said, it like it's the way that it starts out, the fact that adoption exists, starts from a really non-positive place. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I think that we're being as real as we can be um, with our story and with the stories that we read and uh, and what we know of adoption. And I think that that is what is going to propel and help people to make a really sound decision if they ever do choose to adopt. And I, that's what we wanted this to be about. We wanted it to be about giving people the real honest truth about adoption. So that when you go in, when you go in, you go in fricking with your eyes open. Because we thought that we had our eyes open, but there were questions that we didn't ask because we didn't know. Mm. Because we didn't have a podcast like this that was just raw and truthful about the facts of adoption. It's not all fricking sunshine and butterflies. You but don't also, have this. Do you think do you think people want to hear it? Yeah. Do you though? I I know that I wanted to hear it. Because when we were going for adoption, I know that I looked for something that would tell me the raw, honest truth about adoption. I didn't find it. But do you think... I found one. You know, people think, oh, it's not going to happen. You know, our, our case won't be like that. And so... Yeah, but everybody thinks that about everything, they don't they? Yeah, so then you... you maybe they, you don't take it, or they wouldn't really take it on board. A hundred percent, but that's not for us to determine. We're there to give the facts as we know them. But on the flip side, we also know that people have adopted and had very smooth running. And we talk about that also. We also talk about how amazing it is to have this little boy in our lives that runs a, runs our home, basically. He's, we, the, he's the boss. Yeah, we just pay rent. We're lodgers. Here, we're lodgers. Um, it's so multifaceted. And people will take what they want from it. Mm, yeah, I guess so. You know, we can only talk about our experiences and what we read and what we know about it. Mm. And I hope that you guys are listening and understand that and can see that. I think... Listen, this has gone on for too long, isn't it? There's a lot of cutting, though, don't worry. Okay. You yeah. guys... There's like a good 15 minutes cut. We said we were going to keep this to half an hour and... And you chat. Already. It's like 45 minutes, so we're going to wrap this up. Oh my gosh. I don't know. This is how she does put in, isn't it? No, but <laughs> it's just a conversation, isn't it? Like... All right. So in today's episode, the wife brought me up for not knowing what the podcast was called it is called adoptive mums in training go and like us and share with all of your friends uh, we, we need to get better article. on socials <clears throat> we're just a bit rubbish do you see what i mean about the fact that she keeps talking she could have just left that until afterwards and just said to me no because then stuff on the socials because then we have to commit to it oh you committing you committing you don't even okay cool we'll do we'll do two things a week on socials yeah okay okay cool that's like like that's good okay cool we also spoke about the article that the wife brought to our attention yeah um, we'll add can, the link 
I'll awesome. add, I'll add the link. It's just on the uh, BBC News website. Perfect. So yeah, you guys link. can go and have a read of that for yourselves. And if you have any questions on things that you might have seen that you don't understand, we spoke about independent social worker matching panels and the health visitors. But if there are any other people that you think, oh, what do they do? How does it work? Of course, there is the beautiful Google. But if you wanted us to have a chat about it on our um, podcast, then let us know and we absolutely will. And don't forget about that two-year-old funding. It can be a lifesaver. So yeah, those are the things that we spoke about this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it and got some new information about adoption and how difficult it can be. But when you listen next week, we're going to tell you how great it is. Thank you so much. But the wife just looked at me like, how great it is. We don't sleep. We can't eat without him eating with us. (laughs) Yeah, there are ups and downs. I know that I started talking about a group that we joined at the beginning of this podcast, but we'll talk about them in the next episode. For now, I've been Maria and she has been the wife. Thanks so much for listening and see you, speak to you next time. Bye.